Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RGS21 and use code RGS21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash RGS21. Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, that when listened to while driving will help ease your anger at that asshole driver who just cut you off. You know who I'm talking about. The jackass in the car with all the bumper stickers that if he believes are true would make that person certifiably insane. Did a loving grandmother who passed far too early return from the grave to give comfort to her grandchild who missed her dearly? That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Yep, welcome to the show. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Check us out there and uh, even get the show commercial free, get advanced episodes, the archive of episodes, and our EPP bonus episodes with new ones every single week in the archive of more than 400, all commercial free. Try it for three days free. As a uh, premium subscriber of our show, we call them EPPs, extra podcast people. That's up there in Apple Podcasts. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, Patreon, patreon.com slash real ghost stories, or directly through our website, which is ghostpodcast.com. Dot com. There you can get access to all of those extras and help keep real ghost stories online on the air. Maybe, maybe uh, take some of that Christmas money, if there's any still left, uh, and uh, treat yourself, if you will. And give yourself a toast to a new year and ghost stories and hoping to God this year isn't as crazy as the last. But I think we're on a, a downward spiral, so I don't know that's going to happen. So anyway... <laughs> On that happy note, welcome to 2023, everyone. Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode. How you doing? I am doing well. Uh, I uh, I over I, I addressed this on the other show briefly, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll say it here. Uh, I uh, this is airing in January, but this is being recorded right after Thanksgiving of uh, 2022. I got engaged over the weekend. I know. I was so happy. I might or might not have had tears in my eyes when I got your text. <laughs> it and was then the first thing tonight. I was like, how did it go down? Tell me exactly what happened. Tell me everything. Yeah. And I've been it's saying really sweet. I've been saying different variations of it uh, with Todd. I said I got on the table and I started singing. Uh, Michael Bolton said, I loved you, but I lied. And then transitioned into a Celine Dion number, took a couple oh. requests from the restaurant. And then I got on one knee and asked her to marry me. Uh, no, not quite. It was, it was a nice quiet booth. And we were there and you know, just basically hearing each other until the waiter comes over. Uh, w- would you like to hear about the specials? <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Uh. Thankfully, I was kind of afraid of that though. Um, but uh Yeah. It, 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 she said yes. So that is. I'm just that. so happy about that. Thank you. I'm, I am very happy uh, as well. That's all good. And uh, like I said, everything is, is very happy there. I'm very excited and uh, as being on this, this new path with her for the past uh, year and uh, many months, uh, it's been great. And Harper is it's super happy as well. 
So. It's really good. She's a wonderful person. And I am, I'm just really happy for both of you. Carol has met her a few times. Carol approves. Mm-hmm. Yes, I so. just adore her. And Carol has known my last two wives uh-huh. <laughs> and, and pretty much all previous girlfriends up to two, yeah. starting at like 2006. A really long time. <laughs> but the one that I, I like the best, and I'm not just saying this because she's your current fiance. <laughs> I really like her a lot. Like, <laughs> She's very engaging. She's very kind. She's smart. Mm-hmm. She's all of the things that that you need in your life yeah. that anybody needs. You know, yeah. you you need an equal and a partner. And and I think I think she's perfect. I really do. Thank you. I I feel exactly the same, <laughs> and I'm I'm very happy. So congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, that's the first ghost story of the uh, the evening. Um, <laughs> And then when I proposed, I I had it on a Ouija board and the ring moved. (laughs) Will you marry me? Yeah, I think that would be an immediate like out. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm not going to, we're not going to enter into this like through a Ouija board. (laughs) Well, and then it's like, oh, wait, you're doing this just for a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And look there, there's a camera there and a camera there and one back (laughs) over here. (laughs) Yeah. So. Anyway, back to the conversation in just a moment. First, I want to thank our friends at HelloFresh. It's a new year. It's time to start doing some things differently or right. Maybe, you know, eating right and having delicious food at dinner and not so much fast food and all that. Trust me, you will feel better. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to that grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable yes less waste more food you will be happy and tastier food too uh hello fresh's uh festive fair collection features limited time recipes made with seasonal produce that's what i love about this eat things when they're in season and premium proteins uh, you get uh, out of the post-holiday slump with these elevated winter classics it's not eating leftovers okay <laughs> if you're sick of leftovers trust me you're going to want to do HelloFresh fast, fresh recipes. HelloFresh's latest line of meals features those robust flavors, filling portions. They're ready in less than 15 minutes. You can enjoy the taste, the quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. Those are some of my favorites. They are so good. Check it out for yourself. Uh, I've been uh, using HelloFresh now for years and absolutely love them. The variety, the the taste, and and the ease of it's all there. Your ingredients, proportioned, ready to go. Boom. You can have a dinner ready for yourself or your family uh, in, in literally minutes many of these in less than 15 minutes go to hellofresh.com slash rgs21 and use code rgs21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping again go to hellofresh.com slash rgs21 and use code rgs21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one meal kit let's go to our uh, first story uh, of (coughs) the evening I've had several ghost experiences throughout my life, and they all started after my grandmother passed away and visited me after her death. My grandmother died when I was five years old in 1967. I remember that my grandmother lived with us for a little while, and I knew that she stayed in my room, so I had to share a room with my younger brother. My grandmother had scarlet fever when she was a child, and it caused her 
heart valves to weaken. One day, my grandmother was not in my room. I asked my mom about it, and she told me that my grandmother was sick and was in the hospital. You see, my grandmother was one of the first recipients of an artificial heart valve in Philadelphia. Unfortunately, her body rejected the valve, and she passed away. My parents buried my grandmother, but I was not allowed to attend the funeral. My parents felt that my brother and me were too young and that we would be traumatized by seeing my grandmother dead in a coffin. After the funeral, my parents had all the mourners back to our house for a luncheon. Met a lot of my family that I did not know. They told me stories about my grandmother, about her life. It was very sad that she had died, but hearing about her life gave me comfort. A few days after my grandmother was buried, I was moved back into my room. I went to bed and fell asleep, and something woke me up. I could see something against the wall next to my closet. My eyes had a tough time focusing, and I could see a form of some sort. I was coming, it was coming closer to me, and I was afraid, so scared that I was unable to scream or move. I tried to run to the door, but I was just paralyzed. I could not move. And this figure floated next to my bed. I could see that it was my grandmother. She was transparent, but I could see her face and knew it was her. Even though I could see that it was my grandmother, I was petrified. I closed my eyes, hoping that I would not see her. I felt the bed move. As if someone was sitting next to me and I opened my eyes and there was my grandmother Rose sitting next to me on my bed I tried to speak but nothing came out and she spoke and said that she loved me very much that she would be protecting me and that I should not worry and she disappeared and I was then able to scream for my dad my dad ran into the room and asked what the matter was I told him that I had seen a ghost Daddy said there's no such thing and to stop screaming and go back to sleep. He left my room went back to bed. That night I never went back to sleep for fear that I would see her ghost again. The next day I tried to tell my parents about my grandmother's visit, but they're just... It was just a dream. And to forget about it. I never forgot that night and remembered everything. Two. It left an incredible mark on me. As I became an adult, my dad and I discussed what happened that night so long ago. He said that when I screamed, I woke up in front, or waked up from a dream that he was having about my grandmother coming to me and sitting on the bed telling me that she was protecting me, that she loved me. I asked my dad why he never said anything until now, and he said that he could not believe that he had the same dream and was afraid that I would have been spooked. That night, I saw my grandmother until this very day. I have dreams of people dying. I know, and when I wake up, I find out that they had passed the same time as my dreams. I don't want that skill. No, that's a skill set that I would rather someone else had. I think there's other people who are, there are other people much more capable of dealing with that than I am. Yeah. But I, I think it's interesting because it seems like grandma... I get why grandma would want to come back and be like, I love you because she didn't get to say goodbye. And like, I get all that, but I don't think grandma would want the poor child to be terrified either. Depends on the grandma. Oh, yeah. Let's say I know a lady who would. Yeah. Yeah. I could. Her grandchildren. Yeah. I could. Yeah. You know. Um, but, but then I also get why the dad wouldn't have said anything. Because I think if it, you know, with a kid, are you better off just saying, I think you got to acknowledge that it happened, but like, 
And I think he did, you know, it's you were having a dream, everything's fine. People far underestimate what children can comprehend and 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 talk about. I think sometimes things get are like way too kidified, if you will. Uh, yeah. and and they never they, they don't lo- learn how to you know, process some things at more appropriate ages and and then it's suddenly life is much more of a shock to them when they they should have kind of been learning about these things all along like going to a funeral i mean oh it's traumatizing like it's life yeah it's fucking life and yes is it going to upset little skippy or little nancy or whatever yeah it probably will because people fucking die and, you know, it's one thing if they're maybe two or three and don't quite, but they may not even understand it while they're sleeping. Yeah, and then they're just going to disrupt yeah. the funeral. That's one thing. But, you know, I think I started going to my first funeral around know, five or six. And it was, you know, it was uh, it was different. It was very different to see somebody there that you knew was once alive. But it was like, okay, this happens. And, you know, you knew about death. I just never really saw it much. I wasn't fucking traumatized. I just learned, okay, that this is what a funeral's like. And, you know, maybe put some things into perspective for your kids a little bit too of they're not fucking invincible. You're not invincible. People fucking die and stop being such an arrogant little asshole narcissist. (laughs) Or I think... You know, if your kid tells you something like that, that would be a good opportunity to say, so let's talk about how you feel. Exactly. Because if your child's telling you that and you do think it's a a dream. Yeah. um, Why not just acknowledge like, you know, how do you feel? Um, What do you think? How did that make you feel to see grandma? Just have a conversation about it. Yeah. And and that's that's how someone, that's how you can work through the feelings. I, 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 you know, Say they went to sleep or they went to whatever when they're super young and don't understand it. When they're old enough to understand it, you can tell them. And you can, if if you're religious, you can certainly say grandma went to heaven. Um, mm-hmm. But help them work through it. Don't just do some bullshit like, oh, let's never talk about this. Or she's sleeping. She's going through a really long nap or whatever fucking cookie coating shit you want to put on it. Um, at age appropriate levels, obviously. I just, yeah. I don't know. There's There's way too much of people in this world that are in their 20s that can't cope with fucking anything. And I'm not saying everybody, but there's a lot. And uh, I think it's a result of this, of of not preparing children for things that may make them uncomfortable. Exactly, exactly. That's fucking life. Uh, and, 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 And good job at that, by the way, because by the time they got to be nearly adults, the world collapsed. So... They couldn't fucking handle their order being wrong at KFC. Let's uh, they, they handled the pandemic lovely. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's and now the nobody's going back to work. You know, you're all bravo job, bravo job. Um, let's go to uh, another story here. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number. I says this is my first time writing it. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. This happened to me a year ago in my current two-story condo. I live with my big family in a small home, and it's usually full of noise and life. But in the fall of the last year, I had spent a weekend alone at home with my one little sister while the others were all out camping near near Alberta Beach. It was a Saturday evening in October, and since it was just me and my 12-year-old sister in the house, we were both in the living room watching a movie with 
TV had turned off. Our TV at that time was pretty old and it always turned off randomly. So, wasn't much of a big deal. When I went back to go turn the TV back on, I stopped and had heard loud footsteps running across our upstairs hallway, which is right above the living room. So we stopped and looked at each other, speechless and scared. After a while of standing there, noiseless and motionless, we both grabbed some heavy, blunt objects and headed upstairs. We got upstairs, nothing was there, and we were very shaken. Later that night, we decided to sleep together on the living room floor. Since it was just at home, we rented the cat and the hat on the DVR and tried to go to bed that, to that movie. Halfway through the movie, I was holding my little sister while she slept, and I was slowly falling asleep. I heard the same footsteps coming from upstairs, and it made my heart raise. I remember squeezing my sister, crying while I stared at the dark staircase. Footsteps were loud and slowly paced. I tried to wake up my sister, but she was an extremely heavy sleeper and would not get up to my cries for help. I stared at the stairs until the footsteps stopped and I stared into the darkness, this large black mist in the shape of a head and large, bold shoulders had popped itself around the corner of the staircase. I felt my heartbeat throughout my entire body and I couldn't move or make a single noise. I was so immensely terrified. The black thing wouldn't go away and as I stared at it, it's like it had forgotten how, I had forgotten how to breathe. I remember seeing the black figure step out from behind the staircase wall. It was tall, dark, and haunched. I cried so hard, and in that instant, it was like I had no air to breathe, and I passed out. I woke up late the next morning on Sunday when my entire family was already home. I awoke to my loud, annoying family, and I was so happy to know they were back. After that incident, I've only told my little sister and my mom, thank you guys for keeping up with these awesome podcasts. Hope to become an EPP soon. I have a lot more stories that I hope to share with you in the near future. Thoughts on that? You know, I wonder with the, um, a big family and the house is always busy and loud that, you know, I wonder if you couldn't, you just don't pick up on stuff when everybody's around. There's just so much energy and movement. Right. Yeah. And then when it's just them, it just makes me think that there's something that's in the house and they didn't pick up on it because there's no opportunity to. Yeah. No, I I kind of think the same thing. I, I, that's what I think about a lot of very, very active places, meaning physically active with people. Uh, at one time, malls were active with people. Back in the day, um, malls, amusement parks, things where lots of people, uh, you know, congregate together. Um, and when they're not there, schools are another one. When people aren't present in those locations, they're fucking spooky. Ever walk through a mall that's vacant or closed down or emptied? And you just kind of feel yeah. the energy of what was or once any all there. Kind of, yeah. Or like school. Any, yeah, a school or any place that used to really be a hub of activity. Yeah. And now there's nothing. I think there's this weird energy that's left behind. Some of them are real obvious, like a hospital or a nursing home or something like that, you know, where there's been tragedy happened there. And maybe something's happened in this house. I don't know. But it's just, 
I think that when everything's still and quiet, that's when you're going to pick up on it. Because she said the TV kept would always turn on and off or turn off anyway. Yeah. So maybe that was all part of it, but they're just busy. It's like, oh, that's our TV. And and the thing is, I mean, when you used to have to get up to turn your TV on and you literally clicked a dial and or you pushed a button in and it that's what literally gave the power to the device. It wasn't just like a digital signal. Um, if that shit was turning on and off by itself, that was scary. Uh, it, it, these Everything digital and pretty much buttonless, it's not as scary to me because these things are hooked into your Wi-Fi. These things are getting updates. There's all sorts of ways that they are triggered uh, from remotes, your phone, your fan, anything in your house, your Wi-Fi, um, it happens. And, and I see it around my house, and I don't always go, ghost. I go, oh, the Xbox is updating itself. Or, you know, yeah. the, the TV is getting an update. Or So I don't get uh, When stuff turns on in modern times here, I, I don't always get that spooked out by it, especially the Xbox stories, because I hear that one a lot. And it's like the Xbox turned on by it. It, it, it does that. It, it's called an automatic update in the middle of the night. Spooky if you don't know it, but yeah, happens. I hear mine beep on every now and then. Uh, I don't know what it's updating to because I haven't touched it in like a year, but uh, I guess it's up to date. <laughs> well, and in that case, you know, it's like then you're hearing someone walking around. Okay, yeah. not just an electronic thing. It's, yeah. you know, now you've seen something, you've yeah. heard something. And it's just very interesting. Makes a little, I'd like to a know a little bit more, like if anybody else had there been more experiences in that house, have mom and dad had experiences. I think that'd be interesting to know. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. You can call it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Share your real ghost stories with us. Of course, you can also write in on our website, realghoststoriesonline.com. And uh, join us there. We even have a, uh, a Facebook page, of course, and discussion group. You can search the Real Ghost Stories online group and uh, join in the discussion of all things ghostly uh, there anytime you want. Let's go to another caller. Hi, let's hear your ghost story. Hi, um, I've called numerous times before um, in regards to my daughters and just some of the behaviors that they have. And the more we kind of explore these or are forced to kind of explore them. And as the days go on, um, some things that I had forgotten, and it's not like I was super young on some of these, but some of them that I had forgotten are starting to surface. And I was just going to talk about one of those today. Um, one of them was my sister, um, who I had a feeling that something bad was going to happen. And like a week starting like a week out and I kept having that feeling and I knew it had to do, I don't know how I knew, but I knew it had to do with like my immediate family. Cause I think with me, that's who I'm probably most in tune with, with premonitions and that sort of thing. So, um, I kept having a feeling like something bad was going to happen. Something bad was going to happen. Well, she had a car accident and the same day she had a car accident, my grandfather also fell off a ladder and broke his arm. This has been several years ago. So when I got to the hospital, um, by that time, my sister 
they had sewn her they're taken her back and they had brought her out and they had sewed up a really intense injury on her arm and then she had a head injury and she had amnesia she could not remember anything like she would be like who are you and then she would be like what happened why are we here and it would kind of go in a loop of conversation it would be like who are you and then you would I would say you know I'm your sister and she would be like do I like you do I know you are we close I mean it would just be a barrage of questions and then go back but in the mix of all those she kept asking about um the girl the girl in the ambulance and there was someone in the car with her so we thought maybe that's who she was talking about so we were like she's okay she's okay she's had a, a minor surgery but she she's okay she's okay and she's like no no the girl they cut her shirt off you know she's talking about it she's like i know she's probably not okay there you know and so she keeps saying this and keeps saying it so the ems uh staff that had helped her and my sister-in-law because that's who was with her at the time and in the accident he had actually came in because he knew the family so he had came in to speak to us and talk to my sister and she starts, you know, the barrage of the questions, like, you know, who are you? What? And, and then she starts talking about the girl. And she's like, and so he overhears, and he completely stops, and he's kind of just consumed with that. Like, he's staring at her, and he's like, no, let her talk. So she's talking, and she, he's like, you know, talking to her, and she's like, what about the other girl? And he's like, what other girl? You know, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, she's okay, she's okay. And she's like, no, the girl in the ambulance, I was uh, she's like, I stood over her. I stood over her and I was helping her and trying to help her. And she's like, you were there. You were there and says it to him. So he's still, you know, he's still paying attention intensely. And she goes on to say that they had cut her shirt off and there were blood, there was blood everywhere. And they had a mask on her, but the mask filled up with blood. So they had to shake it out and they cut, done all this stuff and cut this off and done this and done that. And he literally grabs my brother and takes my brother outside. And my brother comes back in and he's like, just write this stuff down. So, and I wish I knew what happened to this paper, but I do not. I think the, actually the MS gentleman had taken it because I think he was so taken aback. He wanted the other person that was with him working on my sister to kind of read over it. I think is what happened. Well, I'm almost positive. That's what happened. But turns out he, the MS staff, said that my sister there's the only one that they were in there working other than them in the ambulance was her and she described she was unconscious the whole time but she described everything that happened everything she saw the cutting of the shirt how they cut it um down to the details of the shirt and how what it looked like and remember she had amnesia so it's not like she remembered having this shirt she had amnesia for almost a month she didn't even know what her husband was. She didn't know who my parents were. She knew none of us. We just had to kind of deal with it. It, it. Her memory did come back full, I say fully. And there's still things that she does not remember. But to this day, um, she talks about that girl. She does have a memory of that girl. And I really think it was an out-of-body experience. Um I, you cannot tell me any differently. I think she was outside of her body the whole time. The swelling on her brain and everything, I think they thought 
it was strange that she overcame all of that so quickly and, and, you know, healed so quickly the way she did. But she knew everything they had performed on her. She knew. So that's my story. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, What's your thoughts? As she was telling the story, I was like, she, the girl was her. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah. And then, um, because that makes sense. And I've heard of things like that happening. I mean, obviously, I have no experience with it, but I've heard of things like that happening. And, you know, she was, you know, critically injured, it sounds like. Mm Mm-hmm. So there might have been a time when it was kind of touch and go. Yeah. And I think she I think she was aware of everything that happened to her. Yeah. And I don't think that's even necessarily the amnesia. I think I don't even know that that, that has anything to do, you know, one with the other. I think she remembers the girl and has amnesia. Yeah. Um and because I think I don't know. Like I said, I have no experience with this sort of thing. That type of um, injury would be like what sounds like what she went through was so traumatic. Mm-hmm. that I think it might be just the way for your, you know, you kind of go, you're out of it. You're not conscious, maybe. Yeah. The way but, your body reacts. You know, I could still see you being aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And because you're aware, it it would be easier to almost be like multiple personalities like her and me uh, because it would be too much to know you're go- going through that. You know, so maybe it's a way you're, you, you kind of break away from what's happening and you see it from a different perspective. Yeah. You know, yeah. And a lot of people like a near-death experience, people talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of watching it from above or seeing it like it's happening to somebody else, but it's them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, appreciate the call and you sharing your story with us uh, here tonight. Yeah. 855. I'd like to say yeah. that's a good one, but it's not. It's really horrific it's not, story. It, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those. I hope she's totally healed and fine from everything. Yeah. I do too. Thank you for, for calling in and sharing that personal uh, account with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. And that's going to wrap up today's episode of the program. If you like it, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. You can even do it and try for three days free through Apple Podcasts right now. Just to search our channel there. And uh, check it out. Become an EPP. Three days free. Access to all the commercial free content you can eat or listen to uh, or however you want to consume it. I guess you could eat it. You could print it or I don't know. People have done stranger things. Until next time, for Carol and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.